0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host for the most, as always, Adela Marcy, and today I have a very good friend of mine coming on the show, that is the one and only Courtney Blair, who is amazing, to say the least. She's absolutely brilliant. She's the <laughs> owner of Zippy Content. I've known I've known Courtney since she started Zippy Content, so Yee. screw everyone else, because I think the way we met was <laughs> you emailed me going, oh, I see you have a podcast. Would you want to get my client Ryan Stewman on there? I was like... I just had Ryan on the show like two weeks ago. And you're like, okay, well, do you mind if I send you more people to the checkout? I'm like, by all means, that'd be awesome to put my show up. And like, I've had a ton <laughs> of people sent my way because of Courtney. It's brilliant. Um, and of course, I'm going to be working Yay. with Courtney and I'm going to be doing shows for like her group as well. So we're going to get getting that, all that stuff done. So, real quickly, uh, sponsor shout out before we do the quick rundown. This episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged is sponsored by AdelMarcy.com. So that's A-D-I-L-A-M-A-R-S-I.com. Go check it out. Sign up to the podcast squad. And we will be sending you some cool shit in your email inbox all the time because we do fun stuff like that. And also some other fun little doodads that we do. Uh, And you can listen to previous episodes as well. That's all there. Uh, And also sponsored by ZippyContent.com. Go check it out. Find your vibe. If you need to get more of a buzz, get out there. And, you know, she can... Courtney can connect you with a bunch of people. Who knows? You might be even connected to me and end up on my show, and you'll be like, Holy crap, I got an adult show. Shit happens. It's amazing. So, that being said, Courtney, you badass. How's things going?
1: <laughs> oh, things are crazy. Super busy lately. <laughs> it's been awesome. Yeah. Not a bad thing.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I know. You've literally, how long Sippy be content been going now? Like a year and a half now? Two years?
1: So, we're going on a year and a half. February will be the official date that I first started just cold emailing people, asking them if they wanted to be featured on podcasts. So February last year was when I just first sent out my first emails.
0: So that would be (laughs) only a year and two months. Mm Mm-hmm. 14 months old. Yeah, we're still pretty new. (laughs) Yeah, you guys broke six figures quickly, though
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. yeah. You're... I mean, it was it was i I was by myself for the first probably six months I didn't even have a team. You know what I mean? So mm. the first, I mean, I definitely just working by myself felt successful. but, it wasn't anywhere that I had the potential to be like when you and I first met, I wasn't working with anybody under me. You know what I mean? Like I was just running the whole thing and it was still really primitive. I didn't have like tracking or book, I didn't handle booking. You know what I mean? I would just find the interview and be like, here's the information. Where's my money? You know what I mean? And that was like all that we did. And now it's like so much more. There's a whole internal, you know, side of things now that, that took a long time to develop. So, um, but it's been an incredible process.
0: I've been checking and tracking that, and your team has grown exponentially. Of course, I speak to everyone on the team, but the good news is I still get to speak to you, which is my win. Because I'm like, you guys can all speak to the rest of the team. I know the CEO, (laughs) bitches. That's how we roll. But that being said, (laughs) my question is, how did you actually even get started with this? Because it's such a niche service. The, The only other person I know that's ever done this was my friend Esther, and Like, Mm. how did you end up doing this? Because it was, again, like I said, so quiet. No really knew it was a service. Excuse me. And you (laughs) did it yourself.
1: Yeah. So basically, it was just, like, dropped into my lap by the universe. (laughs) So I was, um, at the time, I was um, pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find a job. Like, I, I left my job. I was just working at a gym in operations like in the child care unit <laughs> yep. so i just quit you know like when i got pregnant i was like screw this there's no way i'm gonna be doing this right now so um it was kind of make or break time i knew i wanted to still make money so um i first started by just i was freelance writing because i was like the only thing that i knew to do was like i was writing for like my dad and like submitting articles it was the it was totally unsuccessful and like i was miserable doing it And it's, you know, it's dumb. So anyways, my dad, what he does is he, um, he's in the psychology realm, psychology, self-help, personal development. Um, he's an NLP professional, so he has courses and all kinds of stuff. So he was, it was his idea. Basically he, he's like, yeah, I need you to find me interviews on podcasts. Like I want to try that for marketing. And I was like, "What?" Hey, this was probably four years ago, so I was like, "What? Po- what is a podcast?" First of all, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I had no idea like what anything was, you know what I mean? And so it was really, really primitive. And I just sort of went off iTunes and was like, really, <laughs> just cold emailing them very unprofessionally. Like I just didn't, but I still was pulling in a lot of a lot of interviews. And so over for a couple of years, him and I sort of fine tuned. The inner workings of the business, you know what I mean? Um, just in terms of like um, software and like outreach and stuff like that, and um, you know, it, it kind of blossomed from there. And I, he was paying me hourly, and basically once I was ready to start making more money and start offering my services to other people, I just switched up my my pay structure from hourly to being paid by the booking. And I just started cold emailing people, asking, you know, like Ryan Steumann was one of the first people that I cold emailed. That's why it was funny that you brought him up but um, because he kind of helped me pave the way because he's a big name. So (laughs) it all fell into place very, very beautifully.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it really does. It's all serendipitous at times. Now, something I'm like, I'm curious about just because I'm one of those idiots that's quite curious because I, how do I put this nicely? I'm pretty much well, it's it's one of those things, if you know who I am, you know who I am. And you're like, holy fuck, it's Adil. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know who I am, you're like, oh, <laughs> it's just, who's this brown idiot? Pretty much is what my world, <laughs> okay. that's what my revolves, revolves around. So I'm always curious. Like, I like, wouldn't think that. Okay, cute idiot then. Let's go with that. There's an idiot somewhere. <laughs> by the by, to everyone listening I don't think do- idiot
1: falls in there at all, honestly. You're not an idiot. <laughs> far from, but it
0: still makes me laugh um but i was gonna say (laughs) those yeah guys i will always flirt with my with whoever's on the phone and you guys know this so just get (laughs) used to it it's a fun thing but uh, all all joking aside all kidding aside like one of the things i failed at for a very long time and still uh, i'm working on getting out there with is getting my show out there and getting my name out there so like you know promotions of who i am and for the longest time Mm. the reason was simply because i didn't know me i didn't understand myself and my values i really, really didn't pay attention to it but now I know who I am and what I do it's For sure. it, it's a whole different ballgame one of the things that really made me laugh yeah though was how the hell did you find me that's what I was curious about when you messaged <laughs> me I was like my shows on iTunes I know I'm barely getting I'm getting like I think 6,000 listeners a month how, how did you find me
1: <laughs> yeah you know what um I was doing a lot of just really deep dives <laughs> and full, you know what I mean just like Really, because I was doing things a little bit differently back then when I was um, running things, running my own show um, with no team or anything. Um, And I contacted you like in the very beginning, probably. I mean, right? Like, this has been like, we've been connected the whole year, right? Like,
0: ever since your company started. Anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, since since I very, very first started, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, especially because the stuman was the one I pitched, Yes. Yeah, so, okay, so, anyways, um. so, yeah, I would just make lists, like, I would just go in and find, you know what I mean, I would find, like, people who blogged lists of, like, top podcasts, and I would just make list after list after list, you know what I mean, of, of shows to contact, so, Yours was just the ones that fell in there, and we ended up having a great relationship.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just got on really, really well ever since, and like you know, it was just one of those things. Speaking to mm-hmm. you was one of the it, one of the funniest things ever for me because I was like, when you first emailed me, my first thoughts were, "Who is this person? Why are they emailing me?" And then it was, "Oh wait, they no, they'll <laughs> actually quite fun to talk to, so let's go talk to them." Um, so <laughs> like what was so with your business and this is something I'm really curious about, what were some of the struggles you overcame initially um, that really helped you get to a solid success? Uh, so
1: some of the struggles, um, as I mentioned, it, it took kind of a while to to dial in how I wanted to offer my services. You know what I mean? I had I'd never done any of this before um, at all you know like if if I were applying to do this job with another company they would have said no (laughs) you know because I just had no experience so I was like really just um, trial and error you know so one of the struggles that I dealt with right off the bat was just um, kind of managing clients because I I cold emailed so many people right off the bat that ended up being interested (laughs) but I was like oh my gosh wow like I, I had like 10 clients the first month and I had to figure out how to manage their, you know, their campaigns and, um, you know, the right people to pitch there. So it was like, really, I kind of had to hit the ground running right off the bat. Um, and then from there, you know, I kind of, there was a few times that I struggled with outreach and finding, you know, just a, a groove as far as like doing it in a way that doesn't come off spammy. You know what I mean? Because I knew I wasn't spamming people. I was, I was, I was emailing people that were relevant. You know what I mean? The, like really it was a, it was a good match, but I just didn't have that, that outreach like dialed into where I was communicating with them uh, as a friend that doesn't come off like a salesperson. You know what I mean? Like it really took me like learning how to just come across as somebody who's just trying to make a connection and network, you know? Yeah. And that was kind of a struggle because people are weird about emails sometimes. You know, they get an email that even they even think for a second is like spammy. Even if it's relevant, they like, they're not very happy about it. <laughs> so it's taken a while to perfect that.
0: Yeah, it takes a really long time for um, people to really get over the idea of that. <laughs> and a well-crafted email mm-hmm. could really make the difference between like getting business and losing business. And one of the things I really enjoy uh-huh. about your emails especially your email when you first sent me an email to actually go through, was you got my attention almost immediately. I think your subject line was, you're a podcaster, I have guests. I think it was, it was something along those lines.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I was like, hey, I know really you don't know who yeah, I am. I... My name is Courtney Blair. Uh, I basically get guests onto podcasts, and I thought your show would be perfect mm-hmm. for them, my guest. His name is Ryan Stewart. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, I've actually already interviewed him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but keep me in touch. I really wanted
1: stuff. a no bullshit approach.
0: Yeah, you, but that's the thing. Most people flush stuff up and they just mess, they, they screw up the system.
1: Uh-huh. It's
0: like when you try to get flowery with language, that's exactly. being, that's where you piss people off. Because they're like, what do you want? That is the only question. In yeah.
1: Language.
0: It's not what are you trying to sell me, what do you actually exactly. want? Um,
1: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah keeping it keeping it short sweet and like super informative is like the key
0: yeah um so okay so here's something i did want to cure i I was curious about like what has been well let's just say from the entrepreneurial journey because that's been like its own case but you've grown as a person there's of course some personal stuff i know about you because you and i are friends um Mm -hmm. how has your entrepreneurial journey affected your Personal journey, yourself. Personal journey, not your family, but you as a person yourself.
1: Well, um, it's been it's been a really incredible experience all around. Uh, when I first, I, I feel like before I this this kind of fell into my lap, so to speak. Um, you know, things were really unclear, and I I kind of I knew I was going to end up working for myself, but. I didn't know how I was going to do it and I, you know, I just knew that I ended up, you know, in the, I, I needed to end up in the entre- entrepreneurial community, you know what I mean? But I just didn't know how it was going to happen, you know? I bought a $400 computer and I was like, okay, now it happened, you know? <laughs> it was like it, it didn't happen like that, you know? It took a little while and so um, I feel like just removing, removing, um, you know, certain unhealthy coping mechanisms like addictions, I definitely struggled with addictions. Um, four or five years ago, you know what I mean? And it it really just was a cloud over like destiny, you know what I mean? And as soon as I just removed that, that thing that was just totally stopping me from, from success, basically, even though it wasn't, hadn't fallen in line yet, I feel like, I feel like really things started to happen. So once I started, I just started finding podcast interviews and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to do this. It doesn't make sense, but I'm just going to do it my dad wants me to do it, you know what I mean? And then from there there were just synchronicities that happened all over. You know what I mean? I like people would appear that I needed that would could help me with this specific problem. You know what I mean? And it really turned into more of like a spiritual journey for me than anything because I felt so much like this was just given to me. You know what I mean? And and that I had just come out of this terrible phase of life and entered into this like incredible like synchronistic journey, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's been really, I mean, everybody, anybody who's an entrepreneur knows that business, your, your business is your personal life. You know what I mean? Like it, I don't really feel like there's much of a separation. Like you really do love your business and you live for it. If that's, you'd start a business, you're you're living for it. You know what I mean? So it's really been more of a personal journey than anything. Um, it's, it's really opened my eyes to just the, a lot of the good that's in the world. You know, I I didn't realize so many people were like out there to help each other.
0: (laughs) Oh, definitely. It's, it's incredible though. I do have a question if it's okay and not too rude to actually ask, but what addictions did you Mm -hmm. actually face?
1: So uh, this is actually the first time I'm going to be talking about it, too. So this is cool because um, I, I plan on on actually uh, bringing this to light down the road when I'm writing a book and stuff, too. So this is cool that I'm going to I'm going to start talking about this. So I started dealing with um, opioid dependency back when I was like a teenager. Like I was prescribed Vicodin. Yep when I broke my finger or something one time. And you know what I mean? It was just one of those things that was like instantly addictive to me, you know? So I, I went throughout my teenage and young adult years partying and, you know, having exposure to all kinds of other drugs. And, you know, so that was definitely something that I just did for like the, a lot of, um, you know, my, my just growing up time when most people are going to college and stuff, I was like, I was like doing ecstasy and you know what I mean? Like doing all kinds of stupid shit and towards like my early twenties is when it just started getting dangerous. Um, and I was taking painkillers all the time, very, you know, all the time, every day. Um, and eventually it turned into heroin addiction.
0: Oh, wow. Wait, so actual needles? Yeah, so it, oh, wow. it went
1: all the way. Yeah. All the way.
0: So how did you get off of that? Because that's way. that's like an incredibly hard thing to get off.
1: Yeah, I mean, so the the whole I I overdosed three times before I kind of realized that 100. I didn't want to go out that way. So the last time that I overdosed, um, I ended up in the hospital, and my dad tried to take me to rehab, but it was just not a rehab that I I connect. Like honestly, it was like two trailers that were full of like 30 women total that were, you know, it was just, it was terrible. There was no way anybody was going to be like healthy in that environment, even if they were completely sober, you know what I mean? I just knew it wasn't for me. Um, but I had made that decision in my mind after just staring death in the face three times, you know, that I was like, Nope, this is this a lot. A lot of people had told me up until that moment that this is, we think this is how you're going to die. We don't think you're going to come out of this. You know what I mean? I had a lot of people physically tell me that to my face. And it was really motivating. Like, I, I feel like they were put there for a purpose to tell me that for a reason. Because to hear somebody say, like, I don't think you've even hit rock bottom yet, um, you know, is, is crazy. Like, I was like, no way. Like, you think that I'm just going to die from this right now? Like, you are tripping, dude. So it was really mo- motivating. And I was able to just, um, you know, move forward. And I... S-
0: Okay, guys, hold on one second. I think we lost Courtney for a second there. Courtney's back. That's good. I did. I don't know what happened. No idea. Please continue.
1: So, yeah, so um, it just took me staring death in the face and realizing that I I was going to make the change. So I ended up um, completely coming down off of the heroin and kicking it, just I was – at my husband Now's house, like he just kind of took me in, even though I had really burnt that bridge with him along the way, and I had nowhere to go, and I didn't, I wasn't gonna do that rehab, like there was no way I wasn't gonna work for me, you know what I mean? So, uh, he took me in, and I kicked it at his house, and I smoked a lot of weed, <laughs> and just kind of, I, I, I kicked the drug, and I, I never really, I never went back, you know what I mean? It's been, on May 20th, it will be four years. Wow. Since that day that I showed up at his house.
0: Wow, that's So incredible. And it's
1: been <laughs> quite the journey ever since. Like, it literally, as soon as I got clean, shit started happening. Like, crazy, like, you know, destiny-type stuff started happening. It was wild. I, I think it was, like, honestly, I believe that it was, like, cl- like all this stuff that has been happening entrepreneur- entrepreneurial since then. And, like, me just, like, kind of falling into place with, like what I'm supposed to be doing and like what I always knew I would be doing is like a gift for giving up that lifestyle. You know what I mean? And like really just being a a present human being again, you know? And so it's just been, yeah, it's, it's been amazing.
0: Yeah. So that's one of the things I really, really love about working with everyone that I do speak to is they have incredible fucking stories. And I didn't even know that. Yeah, like, I I, <laughs> right. I knew you were a stoner for a while, but I did not know that like yeah, you had been addicted to stuff. And of course, like one of the other things that yeah, very few yeah. people actually uh-huh. knew. One of the things that very few people actually knew about me was my seven suicides before I was nineteen. Um, mm. Like I don't really talk about that as much, but like I, I did on yeah. another, I did that on another show. It was a mental health show, and everyone was like, "Wait, wait, wait a second! You tried to kill yourself by throwing yourself off a building?" I'm like yeah I should be dead wow I literally should be dead wow there's there's no reason for me to be alive but it's those moments in my opinion in those teen years early 20s that make you who you will be for the rest of your life cause
1: yeah definitely
0: your addictions and I've got a theory on this people that have addictions and obsessions they become the most creative powerful forces there are because they're bored and that's what's basically like driving Mm -hmm. it's boredom it's like I'm bored of this shit. Let's do something fun and see what we can do. And you cause chaos as a way to yep. alleviate the boredom, which is incredible.
1: Absolutely, sometimes. <laughs> it's incredible. Sometimes.
0: So, I gotta ask because you've done, you've you've spoken to so many entrepreneurs. Who've been some of your favorite people to actually connect and speak to?
1: Um. Well, yeah, it's you know, I was. It's funny that you ask because I. Over the last year, I've probably spoken on the phone with, with probably three to 400 entrepreneurs, you know what I mean? Just getting to know them and like figuring out how we can work together because even if, um, even if by chance they don't want to do podcast interviews, somehow a lot of times our services will complement each other or we can be referral partners or, you know what I mean, they're just a cool person to know and, you know what I mean, the conversation just goes well, you know what I mean? So, so there have been so many people that, that have just incredible stories, like you said, you know what I mean, like it's just such an incredible community um, I definitely just, I've, I've loved having you be a part of our network, I definitely think you're an awesome person to know and to have You're very real, um, you know what I mean, just to be friends with on social media, like, I, I, you're definitely one of my favorite people that we've come across, very reliable, which is like huge, yeah. huge,
0: sorry <laughs> about a lot recently, of people are not reliable. Sorry about recently, I think I've got like four shows I still need to book with you guys, which I need to get on, but... That'll all be taken care of. No
1: worries. I'm time. not worried about it. I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's no big deal. You've been just a, a great piece of our network to just send people to to be interviewed by. So, I mean, seriously, I'm not even worried about it. I'm just happy to, like, be able to help.
0: Yeah. I mean, one, <laughs> seriously. Th- one of the things <laughs> I actually love about the people that you've actually sent my way, and this is only because I've spoken to them afterwards, and a lot of them become, like, really good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I always ask them, how did this interview go for you? I don't know if you actually get the feedback from them, but the majority of people, because the people that you send over to me are quite real. So if they're like, this interview sucked, they'll be like, mm. this interview sucked. But I've had like <laughs> 99% of people come to me going, that was probably one of the best interviews I've actually done. I'm like, yeah, thank Courtney for like, yeah. setting this up because she sent you, so she put us on my path. And it's fun.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've had people contact me too after they had an interview with you that were like, "He is awesome. Thank you so much for the connection." So, it's been it's been great. The feeling is definitely mutual.
0: Yeah, it's been like one of those cool things that we definitely love doing. So, uh, one of the things that I got to ask though, cuz you do have a kid and that is so mm-hmm. different. That changes everything that you do. As an entrepreneur and as a mom, mm-hmm. how do you actually find the balancing act? Because there's people like me who are, I'm a single man with two cats. So I don't have that responsibility. <laughs> you have a whole different responsibility. As much as I want to like front, you yeah. like, I'm a cat dad. And so I'm like, shut up, Adel. You have two pets. That's what you, well, that's what you got.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely been a journey. Uh, I have. A lot of family around um, to thank for helping me when I when I need it, when my schedule gets too busy. Um, but otherwise, I, I have a way of time blocking that has proven to be very efficient so that I can... So what I do is, like, for sales calls, because that's what I do most of the time is, is I'm, I handle the sales side of my business. Um, and so I'm on sales calls almost full-time, 40 hours a week lately. Um, but what I do is I just... I only allow for hour long, like I time block hour long um, consultations, but they only take like usually 20 minutes, you know what I mean? So it's usually not a very long call um, and I'm able to have the remainder of that hour that I blocked out for that call to just, you know what I mean, do whatever Charlie needs me to do or, you know what I mean, clean whatever I was cleaning or whatever it is, you know what I mean? So I've really kind of figured out how to balance and like weave in and out throughout the day day. I think a lot of other moms, you know, that work from home and have their kids at home and stuff kind of feel the same way. It's really, I, we don't really get to sit down for like five hours and just cram, cram, cram. Like that's just not possible. (laughs) It's just not possible. So I think, um, yeah, time blocking has been like the, the biggest life hack ever for me. Um, just in terms of, of of keeping my kid happy and not thinking that I'm like neglecting (laughs) her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of the big things that so few people actually do, um, is the reason that we originally started doing what we do most of the time is so we can spend more time with our families and have a lot mm-hmm. more free time. So exactly. it's funny to me when people say that that was the reason they started, but then you look at their business and stuff and they spend more time working than they do anything else.
1: <laughs> hmm. Yeah, seriously. It's easy to get completely caught up, you know, like I mentioned earlier, entrepreneurs like live their business, you know what I mean? And it's easy to kind of let it take over. And um, for me, when that, that has happened, like I can't say that that's never happened for me because I definitely have just gotten completely caught up in the hustle and bustle of work and neglected the house and neglected like home life. And I feel like the the house like crashes in around me, you know what I mean? And that's bad for business. That's not good for business. You know, so definitely I have to schedule time away from my inboxes, schedule time away from the phones, you know what I mean? And just really make sure that I'm, I'm present when I'm here and I'm not on the phones and I'm, I'm really here and I'm not like just spending all day, you know, on Facebook in my messenger box, you know, like that's just not. It's definitely been a a learning experience. It hasn't been easy, you know, because I genuinely love what I do and I love to talk to the people that I'm connected with and it's such a fun, fun thing that a lot of times, like, I want to, I want to spend all day networking and talking to people, you know, so, but um, not good for mental health, not good for anybody around you, not good for your relationships, Definitely, just super important to like schedule time off and schedule time away from work.
0: Agreed. One of the other things that I actually find that works really well for me is getting a uh, cleaning lady or cleaning person rather. Um, mm. Because you are
1: speaking to my soul right now.
0: <laughs> well, it's because like I really don't enjoy it. Like I love cooking. Um, like yeah, the kitchen's too. my favorite place in, in the house. But like I have two cats, and they Agreed. make so much of a mess. Um And like, bless them, my friends come over, they make a mess as well, and it's like, kind of like, okay guys, I don't know why I don't live, I live in a decently sized apartment, but mm-hmm. it's still one of those things where like, uh right now I'm looking at it and going, I might be moving in a couple of weeks, but oh, by the time we actually get this podcast out, I may have moved to a new location, or I may have stayed, I'm not really 100% satisfied. Ooh, I'm exciting. Wondering. Kind of, because I love the location I live in, because I live in the center of London. Like... Uh, you know how oh, a lot of wow. people, you know how Amazing. A lot of people will go. Yeah, I live in London, but like in the middle part of London. That kind of like that 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 close to the city. I live um Did you ever play Monopoly as a kid or do you know London well quite uh, Yeah. Well? Right, so I live too you know Well,
1: what? I played Monopoly. I don't know London.
0: <laughs> Wait, have you ever seen any TV shows that are based in London that are quite modern like Sherlock or something?
1: Um, I, I have seen know. a few episodes of Sherlock.
0: Yeah, well, you know... How, I've seen,
1: like, well, yeah.
0: You, Sorry, you know, continue. Keep you going. know the giant screens they have at Piccadilly Circus? The giant screens in the opening t- credits of Sherlock?
1: I believe so. I'm, I'm pretty sure.
0: They're pretty famous around the world. The the big screens, like, if anyone comes in, they're like, oh, gotta go see the big screens. I and,
1: would probably to- I would probably recognize them.
0: Well, take it this way. Buckingham Palace and those, sc- those screens are, like, three minutes away from my front door and Buckingham Palace is a 10 minute walk away from my house.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. So when I say I live right in the middle of it. Wow. Okay. Now I have
1: a good idea of where you are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't live that far away from those places. I'm like, yeah, I, I can run down. there.
1: Amazing.
0: So that's, that's the whole thing of why I don't want to like get my apartment, but at the same time, like I kind of want a bigger place. So I'm like, should I, should I just like rent two apartments at the same time? And see what happens.
1: <laughs> what would you just timeshare, like time block three months here, three months there or something? Or no, no, like I, I, is there would, like a would
0: I would move all my stuff, like all my business, all my work stuff, like, you know, my entertainment stuff, like all my games, my cats, uh, mm-hmm. my living clothes, everything like my cook, my co- my kitchen everything like you know, my crockery, all to that new mm-hmm. place. And then I'd clean this place up to be like my home studio and reading room. So I'd only come here to work. Oh. So I'm like, it's Oh, a cool! It's like That's a, nice, a great idea. It's like a nice little room for me to work. Because, like in my mind, um, at the end of this year, I've got this gold. I want to. I, I don't know if I sent you the, the the link to it, but I'll send you the link to it of uh, my dream apartment. And it's a three bedroom. Yes, three, you did. It's that three bedroom place I showed you? It was an old Victorian school like convert. Uh, I want to buy that place, but also like rent this place. <laughs> so that place is like my home. This is my workspace. <laughs> I'm a creature of habit. I
1: love I'm,
0: it. I'm a creature of habit, I'm afraid to say. Goals. That's, that's what we do. But that being said, I do <laughs> want to ask you something um quite interesting. So like I usually ask this question yeah. for just books, but I'm going to do it for like movies as well. So for you, okay. what are the three most influential movies that you've ever watched? And I know Ooh, you've been watching influential kid movies. movies, like, movies but good like, question. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I have been like watching so many kids movies over the last few years um that's probably predominantly what I watched um let's see let me think of a good movie I just watched um I actually just read a book and watched the movie of this book that um it's so the movie was made like a few years ago and you the acting is you know kind of whatever it's not you know production quality is meh you know, but the message—I watched it because I loved the book, and the message in the book was incredible. Um, and the message is amazing. It's called the Celestine Prophecy. Have you ever heard it by James Redfield?
0: Yep, great book.
1: Incredible, incredible. It's like totally life-changing for me. I—I I, I really loved it. I, it's just been like a month since discovering it, and I had it like introduced to me by somebody who was like. I made a post one day just about, like, following your intuition and, like, opening yourself up to, like, receive, you know what I mean? Just, um, you know, whatever you're praying for, you know what I mean? Whether it's, like, you know, answers or whatever. Like, a lot of people just close themselves off after they ask, you know? And so that was what my post was about. And this guy writes me, and I'd never, never spoken to him before, and he's like, hey, you know, I you made this post about intuition, and I just, something's telling me to, like, send this book over to you. I think you should read it. I think you would really like it um and at the time I hadn't even honestly I've been going through like a weird like reader's block like I just couldn't find a book that like I wanted to continue to read you know what I mean I would pick it up and I would get bored after a couple chapters and yeah. I couldn't like actually sit down and when I was a kid I would sit I would read a book all, all the way cover to cover I wouldn't even stop it would be like 13 hours and I would read the whole thing you know what I mean I would just like dive into it and ever since I became an adult it has been like really hard for me to find a book that like kept cap- captivates me like that and then this book came along and I was like, I literally just read it in probably 10 hours. I just read it all day, you know, while my husband was playing with my kid. And I just totally geeked out and read it. It was awesome. It was just a really great story. And I think it, it's just a really important message about how, um, you know, how a lot of our relationships are based off of a power struggle rather than, um, you know, supporting each other's like energy, so to speak, you know.
0: Yeah, it's so true. It's one of my favorite, favorite books to actually read. I need to revisit that again. Um, It's been a while. But something that is actually very true is the ideals that having readers block. I mean, I went through that two years ago. And what really broke me me out of it was reading a a crime novel. So I read a crime novel. And this guy's become like one of my favorite authors is a guy called Chris Carter, and the book that I recommend everyone read, mm. uh, especially if they want to learn how to write engaging uh, story pieces, is The Crucifix Killer. And I'm one of those weirdos. The that Crucifix loves Killer? The Crucifix Killer, yeah. So The Crucifix okay, Killer. Okay, I'm writing it down. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, I don't have my copy anymore. I gave it to a friend of mine that's in California now. <laughs> I'm like, read this on the plane. <laughs>
1: um, I'm going to order it
0: you should totally do that. It's amazing. Like the first book will get, you'll be like hooked. But the only difference between the first book and the rest of the books is the first book, he kind of puts a bit of the ending at the start and then starts the book. But like all the other books, they just start in like this beginning, Mm. middle and end. But what I love about this book in particular is I'm one of those guys that loves spoilers. I just do. I love spoilers. So like before I watch a movie Mm -hmm. or something, I'm likely to Wikipedia the movie's plot script. So I can be like, am I going to enjoy this or not? I'm very (laughs) much like that. This book had me on the I edge. Think I know where... someone
1: else that does that.
0: Yeah. Is that you? Do you do that? <laughs>
1: no, I know somebody. I feel like one of my brothers, somebody. I know somebody else that does that. But sorry, continue.
0: <laughs> what I was going to say was like, my, uh, my friends get mad at me about that all the time. They're like, God damn it, dude. You can't even watch a movie. Like... <laughs> I was like, shut up. I don't tell you the plot details. I do them for myself like all right you got a point that's okay that's fair
1: to each his own to each his own
0: but what i do more than anything is like during this book while i was reading it i couldn't like i wanted to but like every bit of my brain was like no you must read this book until the end to find out why and so i did I, I, i read the book all the way through right to the end i was like holy crap this book is hands down probably one of my favorite books i'll ever read um it's brilliant. Awesome. So, so you got the Celestine, the Celestine prophecy as one. What are the other two? Because you have three here.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Let me think. Um, movies or books?
0: M- movies. Movies on this one. Mm-hmm. We got another one coming for books. Movies. Movies.
1: Yeah. Movies. Um. Let me think here. You know, <laughs> I feel so lame right now. But I just watched. Um, that new kids, <laughs> that new kids movie, Coco. Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm sure probably not. So good. It it has an incredible story. It is like incredible. I was like literally bawling my eyes out. And it's just about like, you know, honoring your ancestry and like your ancestors and like, you know what I mean. It's just it's an incredible, incredible story, and I feel like there's an there's a disconnect that's, like, happening right now, like, in society, you know what I mean? And I think yep. it really, like, hones in on, like, just the importance of family, and, you know what I mean? That was, like, really something that, that I thought it was just great. Like, it was honestly a great story. I feel super lame for even saying, like, a cartoon right now, Dude, but it it's... was, like, it was honestly a movie that I watched that I really enjoyed recently.
0: Dude, shut up. It's totally fine. We're allowed to have, like, cartoons and stuff like that. Here. I mean... <laughs> I emailed my entire list the other day telling them that one of, my, one of the ways I start my days is I watch cartoons or play video games before I start my day. And it's not just any cartoons. I watch, like, 90s <laughs> cartoons, like X-Men, um, yes. Spider-Man, Iron I, I like Silver Surfer. I watch I cartoons it. from the 90s or, like, the, the 80s, depending on which one it is. My favorite cartoon still has to yeah. be passed down. And this is from the 60s, by the way, is uh, Space Ghost. I just love the way they actually had that it was amazing. I've
1: never heard of it.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it was a it was a limited run, uh, cartoon, and there's so many cartoons because I got uh, I got lucky growing up watching a lot of stupid stupid shows, um, so I just <laughs> fell in love with them. Freaking just loved stuff like that. Um, it's I love just, it. It's just brilliant. Um, <laughs> but no, so never feel shy about stuff like that. But just to go with the family thing for a second. I was rewatching mm. The Godfather and there's something that like Don Corleone says right at the start. It's like, do you spend time with your family? Good. Because a man who doesn't spend time with his family isn't really a man at all. And that hit home for me. I was like, wow. So mm. true. So I have to like yeah. Yeah. I, so like, I like that. This weekend that just went, um, I went home. I, about- went, I went to see my sister. And, like, my sister and my brother-in-law, we spent time together. It was amazing. Uh, and we're back to see them in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. So it's brilliant. Now, let's let's shift. I know I said three. So you can either pick a third movie or we can jump onto the next questions. It's up to you. Do let's you go thought? to
1: the next questions.
0: Okay, cool. I
1: probably wouldn't say another cartoon. Oh, you should totally go.
0: <laughs> Tell me another cartoon. Go with another cartoon. Come on.
1: Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's been so I like, I feel like once I do sit down to watch something lately, I'm like asleep within <laughs> literally like 10 minutes. So let's just skip to the next question. I honestly don't have a very good answer for you. <laughs>
0: um, what's it called? Okay. So the next question I really have for you, very similar to that one. Cause we've already covered the Celestine prophecy. So we'll say that's one. So there's two books more that mm-hmm. I would actually ask that you could actually say are books that you'd recommend. So Celestine Prophecies one or the Celestine Prophecy. I can never say that word. It's really annoying. Um, the other one. I
1: know I do the same thing.
0: <laughs> so out of the two books, there is parameters. One of the books that you're going to say now has to be fictional and the other one has to be um, non-fictional. So which two would you actually say? So um, one of the
1: ones that, again, I I was going through re- uh, readers' block, but I got through most of the um, the Go Giver, I believe, is what it's called.
0: Bob Badge. Have you heard of it? Yep, great guy. We've had him on the show. Let me find.
1: Him. Um, let me see. Yeah, yeah. I and I really loved just the idea. You know what I mean of of um, giving as a means to success. You know what I mean, and that that's really how you how you gain true success is by um, you know centering your your services around giving to other people and ultimately, like, making, providing value your, your number one priority, you know what I mean, and so, um, I, I feel like that's something that I've always just kind of subconsciously strived for, because I've always been a little bit insecure about my position in the podcasting industry, not always, in the beginning, because I just wasn't sure how podcasters were going to receive me, you know what I mean, I'm charging to book people onto their show, so I was, like, kind of insecure about it, you know what I mean, and so I was very much, like, just trying to add value to people and like hopefully I can stick around a while. You know what I mean? Like that's really like where I was at. So to read that book and to have that like confirmation that like, you know, even though it is just a fable, it's fiction, but it's it's a great story um, from most of it. What I got, what I what I picked up from it.
0: Um, oh, it it's a great message. He's a great guy. I mean, I'm glad that I had him on the show. So what's your other yeah, book?
1: Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to have to check out that episode.
0: I'll send it to you. So, what's your other? What's your other book?
1: Cool. Um, and this one has to be nonfiction. Yeah. Is that what you said?
0: Well, you have got the fiction and nonfiction, mm. so you're going with Bob Berger's fiction. That's fine. But let's say it's a nonfiction book.
1: Hmm. You know, I. I got to plug Ryan Steumann again. <laughs> that's
0: cool. Which book? is one of he's the got, ones that he's, I,
1: I, I. He's
0: got like. Yeah, five books. his
1: book, Fuck Your Excuses. Yeah, that's the one that, like, you know, really. Um, I Again, I, I only read um, probably four or five chapters. I didn't get very far, but um, the message is incredible. You know, he's got a, a crazy, crazy story. Um, definitely been through a lot. And he's just very motivating and, and, and inspiring. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. um definitely one that i would pick up for sure he's 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 a great great guy
0: oh yeah he is lovely as can be like so many people have that guy on like such the wrong way i'm like i love ryan like legit love i know this
1: i know i'm like you i don't i don't see it you guys like maybe he's a little abrasive but like he's just so relatable on like so many levels you know what i mean he's a great great guy
0: oh agreed entirely okay so one of my favorite questions to ask on the show is what three pieces of advice would you give to entrepreneurs starting out or actually not even starting out, but like entrepreneurs that are going through like their struggle process, like, Hey, I can't do Mm -hmm. this. I don't know what's going on. What three pieces of advice would you give them and why?
1: So, um, the first, the first one that I would say, which is actually, it seems like a no brainer, but it's probably the hardest one for a lot of people to like wrap their mind around is like, ask for help. You know what I mean? Like actually like reach out to somebody. If you're struggling, you feel like you're drowning. Um, don't feel like you're just you're at it alone just because you're an entrepreneur and your own you're your own boss. You know what I mean? Like you can ask for help and people will help you. You know, like seriously, especially if you know what I mean. You're genuine and you know you haven't been like spamming everybody, <laughs> spamming everybody the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. No, but just ask for help. You know what I mean? Like um, it's it's really um, it's really that simple. And you know another one that I, I learned is just to, um, if you need to, hire people that can do the things that you're not very good at. <laughs> like yeah. seriously, you know, I, I spent so much time just behind the computer, just knuckling away at the keyboard, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I was, the, my internal process definitely just needed some help, you know what I mean? And I didn't even know it because I, I was afraid to hire a team, you know? And so for me, hiring, you know, my operations manager, Um, And my outreach manager just completely changed the game for me because they're good, really good at that side of things. And, you know, I may have laid out the map, but they like completely dialed it in and like turned it into something that is like scalable. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I was not ready to scale when I was by myself and I needed to bring on people that could do that for me so we could grow. And so now we're at a point where like we just have all this room for growth because we're each doing like what we're good at, you know. And I'm, I'm doing the PR side of things and sales and you know what I mean? I, I don't have to spend my days just working on like spreadsheets, you know what I mean? Like it's it's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that for sure. Cool. By the way, there's like two other bits of advice that you need to go through right now. Oh. <laughs> That's the thing yeah, I love about um, Courtney, by I the way. She she'll def- she, go. On. <laughs>
1: No, no. Go ahead.
0: I I think I had a little bit of an overlap there. I was going to say one of the things I love about Courtney is that like you can tell her something and she'll just answer and be like, "No, you don't need any more information. Do what I just said to you and then come back to me." And fucking love that.
1: (laughs) Well, that's an interesting thing to learn about yourself.
0: (laughs) Well, it's you. I don't know—is
1: that that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: (laughs) It's a good thing because you don't take no shit. That's basically what you do. You don't take any shit.
1: (laughs) That's true. I don't take any shit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, another another bit of advice I would say uh, is definitely network. Work on, you know, don't, don't underestimate the power of social media. You know, I, but when I first got started, I was kind of like hesitant to bring my business to like Facebook and Instagram and everything. And I I don't really know why I don't, I, I don't really know why I was hesitant, but I didn't do it right off of the bat. And it kind of took me coming into contact with some big time people to realize, Oh my gosh, why am I not utilizing this for business? So like really, I think the biggest thing is like, um, it's been incredible for me to just like get to know people and like network, join Facebook groups, you know what I mean? Be engaged in them and just, the, the vastness of the internet is like an ocean, you know what I mean? And the people that you can pull in just off of organic, you know, just talking and getting to know people and you know, just spreading your message and talking about business is it's incredibly powerful. I had no idea how powerful it was until I just started doing it. I haven't had to send a cold email offering to to find somebody podcast interviews in, um, you know, probably probably a year I, I stopped having to do that after you know March of last year because I just started growing organically on social media you know so don't underestimate do not underestimate and um, definitely as I mentioned don't don't kill yourself working <laughs> you know like take your break away from from the, your inboxes and if you're you know you're just feeling like things are kind of crashing down around you like take it take some break from you know, just Just working so much and spend some time with your family. I mean, that's, it's something that I had to hammer into my own mind, you know, is just to like, okay, there has to be a separation and balance.
0: Yeah. Otherwise you're going to just kill yourself and there's no point in that. Seriously. Yeah. Burn out. Exactly. You got to put yourself first. That's something I'm learning from like one of my mentors uh, said to me, because what I do is I don't choose myself often enough. And his thing was like, dude, mm. you really need to put yourself first because how – do you think yes. you're going you're gonna to be able to operate as great as you can while you're running at 50% capacity? And I was like, no, it goes exactly – Yeah, you can't pour empty.
1: from an empty cup.
0: Exactly. Shit ain't going to work. But anyway. Nope. Uh, Courtney, thank you so much for taking the time to do the interview today. I And also thanks Charlotte, because she's been, like, a really good person in the back, just, like, not, you know, letting us do this interview.
1: Mm -hmm. Seriously, this has been incredible. She must be sleeping out there.
0: (laughs) Possibly completely hypnotized, Who knows. Does that wait? Right, seriously. Like, like Mommy's mommy's doing an interview with this guy called Adil, so, you know, I better just, like, be on my best behavior, because, yeah. Yeah. Not just that, it's because, like, I think I did have
1: a talk with her.
0: I think she just knows that, like, when I come back to the States... It's gonna be like because you and I gonna hang out. It's like that guy's gonna spoil me, and it's probably true because I, like if I'm around <laughs> kids, if I'm around kids, I swear to God it's the worst thing in the world. Like, um, my friends have kids, and they're like, I love it, dude. No, I'm like, why? Well, I was like, seriously, our kids love you because you just hang out with them and play with them. I'm like, yeah, it's because they're, they're hilarious, and you know they get my sense of. Humor. I love
1: it. I love it.
0: Um, just So guys, go check awesome. out Courtney's site, zippycontent.com. Find out more about her. Annoy the shit out of her if you need to because she's amazing. Um, also, review <laughs> I welcome rates, it. <laughs> review rates, comment, share. You know whatever. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the mailing list to get all the latest stuff. With that said, guys, I will catch you on the next episode of Adler Marcy Unplugged. Courtney, it's been a pleasure having you on, hun. Thanks again.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Catch you guys later. Take care. Bye.